Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mail Fuzz TV. I'm Peter, and I'm joined, as always, by Matt. Hey, what's up? And Connor. Hey, everyone. That was the most subdued intro I think we've done in, like, months. I had nothing fancy to say before either of the names. Both of you just mm-hmm. went, hey, what's up? I'm just following your lead, Pete. Yeah, <laughs> following exactly. your lead. Okay. You say something fancy, then maybe we will. Oh, so much pressure. I mean, I can yell about Connor Kent, but I figure you don't want that this early. So, you know. Who? Don't you, son of a bitch. <laughs> it's so easy, Matt. It's so easy. <sighs> it's so easy. Uh, so, yeah, we talk about comics. Uh, and coming up on this week's show, we are going to talk about the third part of The Button, which is Batman issue 22, Superman 22, Nightwing 20, Green Arrow 22, Green Lanterns 22, Deathstroke 18, Bane Conquest number 1, and Fallen Rise of Captain Atom number 5. Uh, so that's the books that we're going to talk about in this show. Uh, but before we get to any of that, actually, we, we, I teased some news last week, and we, we should probably open with that and talk, talk about what that is. Uh, so if, if you do pay attention to the YouTube channel, you already have seen that we launched a Patreon uh, actually today. Normally we record just before we put this up, but uh, we're recording a day in advance because Matt's anniversary is this weekend, so we're, we're getting yep. out ahead of the, ahead of the curve. Uh, and... So obviously, if you want to support us, you can. You can go to Patreon and you get stuff for as little as a dollar. Uh, obviously, don't feel any pressure. Uh, but if you do want to help us out, uh, there's some cool bonuses, especially at the five dollar tier for the comics folk. If you're interested in more comic stuff, uh, there'll be bonus little comic reviews for stuff that's not DC comics. Uh, everything that's DC will stay in the podcast. Nothing's been like taken away or anything that you you already get. Like everything's still going to be part of the show. Uh, but if there's a couple of bonus things, me and Connor already read the first issue of Aliens Dead Orbit, the new Alien book from Dark Horse, and we talked about that for 15 minutes. Uh, so that's already up for patrons on day one, so that kind of thing. Uh, there might be some written stuff as well. And then the other thing is you get to vote on what sort of a trade, paperback, or story arc that we read and talk about in the fifth week uh, of the month, if there is a fifth week. And there is this month, so... Uh, the early patrons will get to vote on which we what we cover. Uh, so that poll will be going up soon. Actually, we'll we'll just be finalising what will be the options, and uh, people will get to vote. And that's what we'll talk about in the the final episode of the month. So yeah, so that's the thing happening. There, I'd buy that for a dollar. There's <laughs> also the the tier to potentially punish me. Oh, go on. Yes, tell them about this. Yeah. So. Uh... Connor's Corner, which, you know, if you've been around for a while, you'll remember as a thing. But but it, it's slightly different now. If, if you pay the, the $30 tier, uh, you get to choose any book and make me read it and talk about it on the show. And that can be any book at all. Any any single issue, any book. And I think, to your long-time audience, I think you'll remember that when he finally was able to give up Red to New Outlaws, we made him say what his price would be and he said it would cost a hundred dollars for him to read another issue of Red Hood. We talked him down. <laughs> we we got him down to 30. <laughs> the, 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 the saving grace is here you can make me read anything. It doesn't have to be Red Hood. Don't feel pressured to get make me read Red Hood. You can pick anything. But I'll give but you if, a high five if it is Red Hood. <laughs> and, and if you do pick Red Hood and it's 30 instead of 100 so you get a bargain. <laughs> or 
like if because there's a limit of four obviously we can't do an infinite amount of these so the idea is that if all four slots are taken then it'll be one per week regardless of when each issue came out just so that there's a spread out throughout the month and <laughs> so theoretically if four people all pick red hood he has to reread issues of red hood as well and somehow talk about them. <laughs> yeah it, it doesn't have to be a book from that particular month you can go and say red hood issue wherever i ended and make me read that one and go in yeah. order or you go just read one, the new one make me jump. Yeah, again i really want to specify this it does not have to be just red hood it can but, be it can look okay. they're all going oh punish him you know make him read something he hates it can be just something you really want us to talk about you want to hear no, something no, no, no. discussed no. don't waste your money and give him something good that's a waste of money, right? <laughs> Give them something bad. Here's the thing. So these are limited to, you know, four a four month people. because, yeah. yeah, because there's only four weeks, occasionally five, but, you there's know, we're going to... Only so much time to actually devote yeah. to doing this kind so of thing. So if you really want to be solid, you can give us $60... And give him a good book one week <laughs> and Red Hood the next week. So I'm just saying. Okay, <laughs> Matt's trying to like, like extort people here. Uh, I upselling Pete. It's called up. I mean, it's called upselling Pete. <laughs> <laughs> All I will say, okay, it doesn't have to be Red Hood, but there is an implication. Okay, there is an implication, yes. There's an implication to pick Red Hood. But you can pick anything you want. You can make him read Scott Lobdell Superboy. You can make him read Scott Lobdell Superman. You can make him read Scott uh, that, Lobdell... Hearing that name is making my skin crawl. <laughs> Please stop saying it. And, and also, it doesn't have to be just DC. This is the one time where you can get any book from any company on the main show. Aye. So, once you've made him read all the Scott Lobdell library, make him read something else from somewhere else. <laughs> Uh, but that, that, that's just a fun one. The reason why it's obviously a higher tier is because it, it, it's forcing him to do something he doesn't want to do. Uh, the idea is that all the cool stuff will be in the $5 or lower tier and uh, you get cool little extra bits and you get to yep. vote on the fifth week and stuff. So if you do want to do that, if you're interested in it, uh, head over to patreon.com slash TV uh, and obviously you get other perks as well for all the other stuff we do on the channel if you happen to be interested in those as well. Uh, don't worry, we're not going to do this little intro every single week now where we're like oh go to patreon no no we'll mention it at the end when i'm doing the twitters i'll we'll mention it kind of briefly there yeah. but this is the first week where we launched it so we wanted to just sort of explain what the comics related perks were and get filling everyone everyone in so. and uh what is the address for that for any audio listeners i said it patreon.com slash mail yeah, tv you gotta say it again in case people weren't listening yeah so i know i do that on podcasts I'll say it a third time just to hammer it home for Connor who looks clearly distressed. Patreon.com slash MailedFuzzTV There we go. No one is Audio clear. folks, you've no had one. it nice and clear. <laughs> Alright. Uh, no news this week. Uh, we have less books, so I'll, I'll be nice. Matt, how was your week? Uh, pretty good. Pretty busy. But good nonetheless. Oh, you, you don't know busy. You don't know the meaning <laughs> of the word busy this week. Wow. Oh. I mean, I, I work 45 hours a week, Pete. Um, okay, sure, sure. So I, I kind of do know busy. But that, 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 this has been one of the most hectic recording weeks me and Connor have had ever since the channel started. We have been chock-a-block. Like, we're and still I've behind. Been working too. Yeah. So yeah. you've had it easy, mate. Yeah. We, we, we are yeah. still behind. We've still got shows back top from make... like two days ago. Ah. I'm getting caught up on Silicon Valley. That, that's why I'm in such a good mood. By yeah. caught up, I mean there's been two episodes 
I watched one, but I uh, still. I'm still working <laughs> my way through Seinfeld in my 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 downtime. Uh, that's, that's fun what, to revisit. What, what's downtime? Uh, <laughs> it, it's this myth, Connor. One day you might may discover it. It's, it's nice. Also, I, get, I get in from I... work. I come and record. That's that's all I do now. Uh, although I will say this. Uh, downtime is not as much of a myth as this Connor Kent that Matt keeps going on about. I, I don't know w- where he comes from. All right, Heat Vision right now. <laughs> so, the ended. so it would make Goldie the Cat look like a, a very quick and simple death. Uh, Let me just that way. All I'll note I have is that I, I went to trim my beard earlier today and I made a mess of it, so I had to shave the whole thing off and I'm not happy. I, I hate this. I did it's that really once with my eyebrows. Think of that. <laughs> <laughs> Not all the way off, but the guard slipped as I was trimming them with my uh, electric clippers, and I took it down pretty low. I've got to say, Matt, I don't think I've ever trimmed my eyebrows. I've never felt the need to. Oh, mine, mine get bushy. People, people notice, so I have to. Hmm. I had the the lady that cuts my hair asked if she could trim them last time, so that was the. That was, yeah. that was it. It's it's really amusing me that Pete shaved because his lips look ridiculously red now. It does look like he's wearing lipstick today. Uh, I, I, just, I just have really red lips. He's pale, pale face, red <laughs> lips. For off the he's just missing the green hair. <laughs> look, Carl's got red hair. You've got a red hat. I have to have red something. So. So here we are. Pretty soon, Carl's gonna have four inches of the red hood. Oh, what have I done? Also, also yeah. I'm pretty sure Matt's going to put in thirty bucks himself just to just to force it. My wife stopped me twice. <laughs> <laughs> get another card. Get another credit card, Matt. Uh, one, that's, one that's off the, books, off the books. Off the books. She doesn't. Apparently, see. paying the paying the 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 house rent is is much more important than making Connor read Red Hood. So I think she's probably yeah. right. I don't know. I feel like maybe to our a life. Point. Yeah. To a point. Yeah. Know. I feel like there's some choices here that have been made poorly. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about books then, shall we? Enough uh, faffing around. So, first up, Batman number twenty-two, Joshua Williamson writing. Obviously, we had that news like last week. Was it last week or two weeks ago? I don't know. It was very last recent. Week. Last week. Yeah. Uh, last week. Joshua Wilson writing, David Finch, not David Finch, David Fabok. <laughs> Why does he say Finch? Why did I write down Finch? That, that's... And also he said David Fincher. <laughs> completely wrong medium. I, no, I, I think it's because I, I realised it was the wrong name as I was saying it. I went, why the hell is that yeah. there? And I, I just kind of... You, you've completely cocked that up. You did. Look forward to Red Hood, you piece of shit. <laughs> so, right. uh, this, this issue made it clear that Everyone knows here that I really love Jeff Johns. Like he's one of my favorite writers of all time. Mm-hmm. I feel like Williamson is officially the heir apparent to Jeff Johns because the what this, the fact he was entrusted to clear up parts of Flashpoint, I I think that's kind of all the evidence I need. He he was trusted with Flash, who we all know is like Johns' favorite character, um, and handpicked by Johns, alone. So. In fact, he was able to jump from Flash to Batman, take over for King, and make a really solid issue. I mean, that's, I'm tipping my hand a bit, but damn, that dude can write. 
Yeah, so Matt, Matt liked it. Uh, um, this, uh, obviously, we ended up last issue with uh, Flash and Batman landed in Flashpoint world. And we start with sort of uh, Thomas Wayne from uh, Flashpoint's perspective of what's going on. Apparently, this world's kept going and the war has become so, so severe that they eventually agreed that they're one true enemy and they, they teamed up to take on Batman <laughs> because he's causing too much trouble yeah, for them. It's Wonder Woman Aquaman, which I, th- I think is a very... Cause I can't remember the end of Flashpoint. Were they on the same side by the end there? Oh, no, they were still fighting. Okay. They, they were, they were basically, still fighting. They were destroying the planet, basically, by the end of it, with oh. their fighting. Yeah, so so they've come together to, to you know... So Batman's a menace and needs to be taken out, so... I thought that was interesting. I wonder how much time. I wonder if the the time thing matters here, or if it's only been you know a couple Maybe. months. I don't know. As far as Thomas is concerned, I think Thomas, it, is, I, I think it, it seems to have only been a couple of months as far as our characters are concerned. So I think more than a couple. I, if I was to guess, I'd say it's like I don't know six, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, you know, it's definitely. I'm sure in the the last few issues, maybe it was even this one. Someone mentioned a matter of months. So it's. Yeah. I don't think the new Fifty Two even lasted a full year. Yeah. So it's probably been yeah. about the same sort of time for, in the if Flash. Only, am I right? I know. <laughs> it, it was five years, and it felt five years. Jesus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So, so obviously Bruce and Thomas are like, "Oh crap! This can't be real. What's happening?" And they're all, and then obviously the army show up in Flash. I need to rebuild the cosmic treadmill, uh, and obviously it's the Flash. So that's actually something they can do quite quickly. Uh, but. Uh, so Batman and Batman fight side by side, uh, and I'll, I'll, obviously the small moment I think everyone's going to enjoy is when Thomas goes for his gun and uh, Bruce batarangs it out of his no. hand because no nah, shit no. Yeah, you listening to me? Uh, and they talk about when he fell in the cave because that's a memory they both have because it was before the, the shooting and therefore the, presu- presumably the first like you know eight years of his life are the same in this world. Yeah, uh, or however old he was when the, his parents got shot, and. So we have that, and that's basically most of the... Obviously, there's the big thing at the end, which teases the finale, but mm-hmm. most of the issue is they're fighting off this army, Flash rebuilds the treadmill, and Bruce is leaving with Barry, and he's asking Thomas to come with him, and Thomas is like, no, this is my my place. And he asks Bruce to give up being the Batman. Let the Batman die with him. I don't want you to be this. And he, he does this thing where he, he runs off into the blinding white light that's like destroying the... Very, very Manhattan as the, the buildings are disintegrating and all that and yep. Thomas Wayne runs off into this white light uh, and obviously I, I don't think for a second that Bruce is going to give up being the Batman I, I think it, maybe he'll have some weird doubts based on this interaction maybe it'll put a wrench I in his thoughts I definitely think he, he's going to change the way he goes about things hmm? I definitely hmm. think this is going to be the end of the my poor parents Bruce and I think I we're going to get a more Morrison-esque, I'm, I'm a superhero, I'm here to make the world a better place, more than... I think a big part of it as well is what he even brings up to him, he's like, oh, by the way, you're a grandfather, I have a son. Like, I, I think yeah. becoming the father rather than the, 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 the child who lost yep. his parents is maybe a big part of it. I think that actually fits in the, the overall of narrative of King's Run, obviously the, the whole thing with him yeah. talking to his mother, and yeah. that kind of really closed off at the end of the last bit. He, he kind of got that yeah. almost closure. So this here, the, the more literal closure with his, his father. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think obviously maybe the realisation, if he does have some doubts for a bit, is that his Batman is not the same as his Batman. Like, his Batman is this almost beacon yeah. of hope for a lot of people. It's not, it's not this vengeful, violent monster that Thomas thinks of it as, that he has become. Right. Uh, 
So, uh, no, I think that's interesting. Obviously, some great panels yeah. in there where they, they both put on their kills at the same time and they're like standing side by side. And they, I love as they're doing this, Barry's in the background reassembling the Cosmic Treadmill, like is. in super speed. Like nice touches from Fabak there. Yeah, uh, my favorite, my favorite stuff art-wise probably is the the, the city being like disintegrated and then like mm-hmm. Thomas running into it. Like I just really love that stuff. Uh, and I, I think it just visually stands out because it is like. It, the white sort of like bleeding in and like things are going away and it becomes it makes whatever's still left be so stark and like stick out yeah. against it uh, but it's not just like a, oh let's have a quick easy background because it's just white it's like it's got an important meaning because nothing's there that's the point yeah and, and obviously yeah. we were questioning last week what actually happened with the flashpoint world like did it carry on and you know this this has pretty much answered that now we we got that and I think now this is it is over now yeah it, it seems whoever is controlling things Presumably in Manhattan Swipe at this point, uh, has kept it around just long enough for this interaction. Yeah. And is, is, is disintegrating it now. Uh, because and... Barry points out that they're on the same vibrational frequency. They're not on an alternate timeline or not. That is their timeline. Hmm. So now you start to get to that timey wimey stuff again. Well, and... it's not their timeline, it's their Earth. Just to get the, it's their Earth. Get the phrasing yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So everything. And that's what I have a hard time wrapping my brain around. Right, because of that whole, it wasn't an alternate reality. It wasn't an alternate Earth. Like it was all, their I, time had broken. I think with this issue and the last one as well, when they were going through the treadmill for the first time, and we've seen all the different yeah. eras of Justice Leagues and whatnot, I, yeah. I think what's really set to me is that the timeline right now is super sensitive, and obviously what's just happened with Superman has also affected things and how people have like mm. mem- remembered him. Clearly, things are in flux, and I feel like. Like, uh, but by the time we get to the end of this rebirth story, there might be like a cementing of what the current reality is. Like when we finish everything yeah. up, like okay, mm-hmm. right, things almost... are set in place now for however long until the next big event in ten, twenty years. Yeah, it's kind of like hyper time from zero hour in the nineties. Yeah, you know? it definitely is. And and so if uh, there was only a time traveling hero that is in the time stream, hmm, uh, I wonder if he'll have anything to do. I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, Flash I'm is in the, in the time stream at the end of this ep- issue. Yeah, I'm just talking about in the mm-hmm. grand scheme. Not that it has to do with the button, but if you're talking about solidifying, you know, takes of realities and whatnot, that, that's my my boy Booster Gold's thing. You know, so I'm wondering if if his absence is another Manhattan machination. It may be. I can see it. Oh, it could be, yeah. Like, no, I'm not having you messing about. You stay over here. Yeah. What yeah you fix what, what well, I'm trying cells, to break. So. Yeah, it also ties into why Mixie was scared of him and why he was hiding. Yeah. You know, because yeah. that, that, Manhattan didn't want him, or Oz didn't want him faffing around with things and yeah. timey wimey nonsense. So obviously, the ending is they go into the treadmill again as the world's collapsing and they go yeah. back out of the time stream. And who runs up behind them but Eobard Thawne, reverse flash. Yeah. And timey wimey nonsense is in full flux because this is actually before he dies because he's still got the button in his hand and he's like, oh, I know who owns this and they've never faced someone like me. And that's the obviously the cliffhanger as we yeah. leave off to the final part, which is not next week, damn it. Of course, bro. Yeah. Because it's been delayed a week. But that serves Matt well because Matt's going to be skipping an episode next week because he's out of town. Yeah. And it also means it happens to land on our 52nd episode which by the way this is episode 50 which i feels like should be celebrated except that because this is dc now we're celebrating 52 50 is meaningless 
Fifty two is important. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll get There's to still going to be an update. Oh, Matt, Matt. Matt. Jesus Christ! Oh. Apologies, listeners. Yes, continue. I still don't know why my mic decides to do that. It's got a mind of its own. Because it's evil. Yeah, it could be. It's, it might be Brainiac. I don't know. I'm going to be nice to it, though. It's got a core. I don't want it to strangle me in my sleep. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I lost my train of thought because of the we're, brainiac We were ta- talking about uh, episode 52 and... Oh, it's not going to be a, a an upcharge on the cover price like comic companies like to do across the board for the 50th issue. Oh, know? yes, of course, yes. Yeah. Uh, obviously, that was great. Uh, we liked Fabok in the, the, the first Batman issue of this, yep. and it was great here again. Uh, I, I have nothing really to add about the art, just uh, other than what I said about the, uh, the white solid. stuff. But yeah, that's no, yeah. good. It's really good. And, and it just shows how versatile he is, because obviously last time he was playing through the, the nine-panel grid, whereas this was much more traditional... Yeah, and it just shows that he can do anything, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, the last one was very Batman focused. Where this was as well to an extent, but it, it definitely had more flashy things going on because oh, yeah. of, you know t- running yeah. through the time stream and you know cities disintegrating. There was a lot more big sort of ideas in comic book here, whereas the last one was a really almost simple, t- relatively speaking. Yeah, fight. It, it was. It was just a fight. Yeah. Uh, sure, one of them's a speedster, but still, <laughs> like, <laughs> still a fight. So no, uh, no. Batman twenty two was solid. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing what revelations or what we what we get coming out of this last issue in a couple of weeks. Yeah, it's crazy because I feel like okay, we've got one issue left, and I don't think it's progressed that far, really. No, I, I think what it's really done, at least so far, is it's solidified to Batman and Flash. Right, someone's messing with things. Yeah, and I don't know how much detail they're going to learn at the end of this next issue. Do, do they follow Thorn and see what he saw, but they get maybe. away? Yeah, maybe. Uh, did they see a glimpse of something important? Uh, I feel like this is the issue he'd put something like that in, just a glimpse of something, mm. maybe. I don't know, but that's where we're leaving off. So uh, so two weeks' time, finale of the button. Looking forward to it. Uh, so yeah, that's that's Batman. 22. That is Superman issue 22. Peter J. Tomasi and Patrick Lewis writing, plus Doug Mankey helping out on the art. And this was the Lois focused issue, which I liked a lot. This was uh, her yep. being like, wait a minute. Uh, Batman's went missing. John and Damien have both went missing. And Superman's not missing. He's off hunting like Batman. But like she's on her own and she's like invest- doing her investigative stuff. She's finding stuff out. And it leads to some fun action uh, throughout. So yep. uh, so she- to Goldie's grave. Yeah, it goes to Goldie's grave, the tree's on fire, she talks to Cobb about it, she's into town, and discovers that, at least it seems that everyone in the town's in this charade, like it's not just Cobb, there's tons of people who aren't what they say they are. Something strange is afoot in Hamilton County. And unfortunately, the cover for 25, which was revealed this week, spoils who's behind it all. Oh, I haven't seen it. Have you not? No. Oh, I'm going to look. (laughs) Because I don't care. Because I got to know. <laughs> oh, well, I suppose I should have a look as well then, shouldn't oh, I? Oh, Jesus Christ. Don't, what, not in the middle of the show. Come on now, guys. Let, let's have some you decorum. You anything, Pete. Decorum yeah, If you wouldn't anything, we wouldn't have known. I'm just... Uh, I'm being transparent with the facts. Because I know. God damn it. Yeah, and, uh, and neither of us can accept you knowing and us not. So no. that's, <laughs> but, just, that's yeah. just how this works. All right, so, okay. What, what I liked here was everything was in um, 
Lois's perspective. Until, until so the last got, few pages, yeah. Say that again, Pete. Until the, until the last few pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until the last few pages. But yeah, it was... Um... Also... So... Oh, man, that's major. That, <laughs> also... That, <laughs> wow. Yeah. There's a stick in the issue. We, so we... We follow Lois and she finds this stuff out and she goes back and it, it ties back into her being in that, that big bat mech suit from earlier yep. and she has the glove left and she starts like, because mm-hmm. all the townsfolk of Galden, the house, they like capture like a weird cult yep. and she starts firing firing off the glove at them and she's like holding her own and then the glove calls the nearby Batmobile, which obviously Batman had nearby when he came to visit yep. and she goes inside the Batmobile so they now have Lois operating a Batmobile and fair enough, all its defenses. Of course, then it ends with Cobb stripping the Batmobile into parts, with you know telekinetically, and he's like, yeah. "Hi, Lois," and it's all sinister, and that's how we end her part of the story. And then we find uh, Superman like underground, so there's a lot of, like weird tunnels down here that we didn't know about. And he finds Damien and Batman and other people all in like Frankenstein's one Frankenstein. of them. Frankenstein. Yeah, all yeah. In, all held captive in these weird test tube-looking things, and that's where we leave off. So. Yeah, the weird stuff that's going on, something big is going down, and uh, it's weird conspiracy nonsense. I like this issue a lot, though. There's a lot of atmosphere as Lois was like going around the creepy town trying to look for answers. Where are people? Kind of thing. It's kind of Carpenter-esque, right? Yeah, like, I, I, yeah I can see it. John Carpenter vibes. Hmm. Oh, but kind of, kind of like the, the Fog or maybe something like that. One of yeah. those type of Carpenter movies. Yeah, definitely. I can so, see it. I can see it. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was a- the art... I like Monkey's Lois a lot. Like, yeah, I think he draws her. I mean, it's weird to talk about Lois as a character that gets drawn differently, but here she definitely, since it is kind of action oriented, you know, I think it fits her because she's she really is the normal one yeah. out of you know Batman and Superman. So she really does have to rely on her wits. So, mm-hmm. but yeah. they kind of makes her a superhero in this one. I like it with. With her Batman gauntlet, and she's got this sort of like tank top on, so she's she's almost given off like a Lara Croft kind of, yeah. kind of a mum version of it, but like a kind of Lara mm-hmm. Croft vibe, just with the top she's wearing, which is oh, kind of yeah. cool. Uh, it's really nice just to have a, a Lois issue in general because it's been a while since we've had one from this or action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had one in action, but maybe six issues into Rebirth, something like that. Yeah, yeah. It, it was the, post the, last... the Doomsday stuff. Yeah. The last one I remember in this series was just uh, the first bit of the Frankenstein story. Yeah, yeah. So no, it was nice to give her some focus. Uh, as we said, art's really good. Uh, you know, there's facial expressions and the detail in there. Uh, Cobb's mustache is a thing of beauty, actually. Now that I'm looking at it again. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, so that's pretty cool. I actually kind of like how the the Batmobile's are completely stripped. And like at the end of it, Lois is literally just sitting on the ground in the, the seat. It's- in the car chair. It's very cartoony. Like, yeah. You see that in cartoons a lot. Yeah. Yeah. That's like pretty. That's pretty funny. Mm. Uh, but no, it's very, very moody. Like you kind of you kind of feel the atmosphere of the night throughout it, which is really cool. Obviously, mm-hmm. a big part of that's the art, the art, and a big part of it's the uh, the plot. But it's really cool. Uh, yeah, and then you have the big end and the big cliffhanger that has all these people held captive, yeah. including our main mm-hmm. heroes. And like yeah. test tube looking things, like yeah. not test tubes, but like stasis chamber. Kind of deal. Yeah, they're kind of, they're almost like cryo chambers. Aye, they're yeah. all asleep, yeah, and these in these tubes. So, yeah, that was a fun issue. Uh, it may actually, I think it may be my favourite issue overall of this arc so far. That said, the we need to shine brighter line in the first issue, obviously, yeah. is a 
standout moment. But I, I think maybe this one helped just because it had so much atmosphere throughout uh, as Lost yeah. was searching for them. I'm I'm really enjoying this arc in general. Like you say, mm. atmosphere is just what it all is, especially this issue and and the one before. Just all of the just the stalking around and the village people being all in on it. It's kind of yeah, the village people. Thing. <laughs> them do anything since like the 80s <laughs> very very good man <laughs> how, how, how about townsfolk they're townsfolk, uh, yes kinda... i will accept it <laughs> yeah the, they're gonna have freedom from these tubes and they're just gonna start doing the ymca that, that's that's the plan that's the that's the end of this arc oh man uh, how good would it be to see superman just do the ymca <laughs> Joe, it's funny actually one of the probably one of the best moments of the entire new 52 superman in action comics was the the horrorville uh, arc. Yes. You, yes. you would not expect Superman to mix with horror that well, but for some reason it's, it seems to be happening every so often here. Yeah, it just works, at their it? best. Yeah. Mm. It was a great, great, great arc there. Yeah, that's good stuff. Small, small town creepy. It's my, my, one of my favorite settings for a horror movie actually is like a small town. Like that, that's the mm. perfect kind of place to set it. Uh, unless you're going with a specific, like a, a specific building, which is also fun, but nah. Small town horror mixed with Superman, I cannot complain. All right, that'll take us on to Nightwing number 20, Tim Seeley writing uh, Javier Fernandez on art. So this is the, the conclusion to the Nightwing must-die arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're down in the tombs, and Damien's been held captive. We look like he'd been stabbed. Well, it turns out he kind of... Well, he had been stabbed, but Damien can the, move his organs out of the way, so he's not... The fatal. most Damien resolution yeah. to... You can do that. I'm the I'm the heir to Batman. Of course, I can do he, that. He has a, a because Damien. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. It's basically because Batman. Yeah. But it's because because son of Batman is yeah, basically the response. But yeah. see, I, I I give Damien more leeway with that because he is such a little shit. <laughs> like <laughs> it makes sense. He goes because I'm the son of Batman. That's why. Yeah, when he it's, says it, it's it's his dickish, yeah. arrogant way. Exactly. Oh yeah, and because. Batman would very rarely actually ever say because Batman, but Damien yeah. would say it every two days. Like, every, every ten oh, yeah, minutes yeah. he's firing that sentence off. Exactly. So, but yeah, so I, I love that. When I got to that part in the issue, I was just like, oh, of course. Because I thought it was going to be a decoy. Like, I didn't think mm. that was actually the real Damien. Because yeah. we'd seen, you know, in the last issue, we had seen Dick walk down that corridor with all the different versions yeah, yeah. of himself. So I thought, well, it's not outside the realm of possibility that this is just another imposter. Yeah, so. I, I I love that Damien's first words when he wakes up are just Grayson, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that's really good. Uh, obviously, that's actually actually gave me a lot of feels for the uh, Grayson and Damien pairing. Uh, the ending, yep. of course, because uh, Dick spends a lot of time in this issue in a sort of daze. He's sort of hallucinating and having this mm-hmm. like he he thinks he's Deathwing and he's, he's fighting stuff, and then he fights like a, mm-hmm. a a Nightwing that's got like a motorbike helmet on, yeah, and. Uh, it, t- when he, it turns out that it's actually Damien under the bike, as if Damien has uh, inherited the Assumed. Nightwing mantle instead yeah. of the Batman mantle. And it's this realisation, and I really like this actually, that the mantle of Robin's uh, has to pass on, not Batman's. Uh, yeah. It's a really cool little touch. I like that that exchange there where he was like, you know, when, he, when they first teamed up, he said, you know, someday you'll probably be Batman. Like, that's your mantle. But Robin, that's my thing to give you. Yeah, and you're gonna have to earn it. And I love, I love that we've seen throughout here that you know, Damien has earned it. I mean, he's sure he's a prick, but <laughs> you know, but that doesn't that shouldn't disqualify him. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah. obviously I think I've had this before but I really noticed it in this time in the art uh, with Deathwing uh, it's particularly there's a page where he's at the top there's a panel of him like sort of uh, opening his mouth and smelling but there's bits of the skin of the face like still connected in front of the mouth uh, it's just super yeah. creepy I Gross. like it <laughs> I like it it's great <laughs> yeah it's fantastic yeah uh, uh and Sean tries to like uh, like comfort him and like oh no it wasn't you like you you've been mistreated and Deathwing's oh I tried to like f- like fix a broken Nightwing but the Nightwing fixed a broken me like we we kind of get the sense that he was really disturbed even before all this happened like he was yeah because he he uh, sought out I almost said sucked out that's a, that's a terrible terrible grammar but he sought out um, Professor Pig and, and Doctor Hurt to have this done to himself. Yeah. So I hope this isn't the last we get of of that type of story. Like, hope there's some bigger things going on here. Speaking of uh, like the art, going back to the art again, uh, I really like that when we're in like the hallucinations, the panels are all kind of wavy. There's like a sort of flowing. Mm-hmm. It's almost like a liquid kind of. Oh, actually, because it's the black in there, it almost feels like oil. Like it's like the images are appearing in oil as it's going through this thing. Yeah. So you know it's yeah. the hallucination compared to the, the real world, where it's actually the, the you know the, the regular boxes. And and then yeah. you have that full page where all the colours and it's all all over the place. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, so it, it does a really good job of making it clear what is the real world and what is just inside Dick's head, uh, yeah. and that's really fun. And obviously they they fight back, uh, Simon Hart, and when they leave, the, the whole place like he, obviously Deathwing stabs Simon with the knife, and it's like sends him back to whatever hell he came from, and. They basically leave a giant Nightwing logo shaped crater in the desert, which is pretty badass. Mm-hmm. If I do say so myself. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I guess that's because he was like trying to like use Nightwing as a sacrifice, so it was his symbol that became this. Yeah. This this yeah. hole, like, so it's pretty cool. Uh, obviously, the big stuff at the end, though, which uh, gave me lots of feels, is that Sean's not pregnant. She had an all test. She's not pregnant. Oh uh, man. And she has to, she's like, Dick, I need you to leave me alone for a little while. I need to like, be myself and paint. Like, that's her therapy, it's her painting. And I actually really love that panel at the bottom of that page where it's like her and she shuts her eyes and she sees like all the horrors that she's just experienced. She sees pegs, she sees yeah. the Daltrons, and it's like she has to paint this. She has to get it out of her system by in her way. Mm-hmm. And I, I really like that. Do you know what is really bad? Like, I, I'm not entirely sure if it was, was just a false positive or did she lose it going through all this? Yeah. And... And the thing is that she she won't know either, and yeah. that, that that's probably what makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I just man, <laughs> thanks for bumming me out. Cause I didn't even think Sorry, had really you guys not looked at it that way? I hadn't no. thought about it that way. No, and now you've now you've. Oh, sorry. Now you've dragged the mood down. Luckily, the final couple of pages of this book was probably the most sort of like happy, kind of teary eyed I've I've gotten this week, uh, mm. where. Basically, Damien's like, yeah, it was kind of an excuse just to come see you because I missed you. And he's like, yeah, don't you breathe a word of this to anyone, Grayson, or I will like give you all kinds of hellfire. Uh, well, actually, no, the, the one that I really liked about that is at the end, he says, uh, you know, when he's like, tell anyone I'll bring a thousand hells upon you, and he says Richard, not not Grayson. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And I thought it was a really nice touch. Uh, that's a very specific little touch because he always says Grayson and he calls him Richard yeah. instead. Uh, and they get a call, like, oh, just because Damien's going back to the Teen Titans, he's, he's going to go and do his thing. Oh. And they get a call, so something's been broken into the bank or whatever. And he's like, oh, you got time for one last little thing before we go? And he's like, oh, they're here to the mantle of the Batman and the original Robin are coming for them. And it's just like this, this, like, this bonding between them that's really cool. 
and then the final line of the comic is we are still the greatest and it's just like oh man just make him a permanent cast member of this book or give me nightwing and robin i don't care which but give me it yeah because like nightwing says to him there it's like hey when when bruce came back i was thinking maybe you should stay with me and be my partner not his yeah and i want it if only i want it so much they are so good together i want dick and damien and at least even if we don't get a book i feel like this sets up that that relationship's there and every so often we'll get this we'll get one of them in the other book uh, obviously we've got Lazarus, or not Lazarus, aye, Lazarus, aye, I, in my head I was like, Lazarus, Judas, which one is it, which one was first, Lazarus contract, uh, we're getting that next, so obviously they'll both be involved in that, so maybe we'll get a little yep. bit of the relationship there, but uh, I love them together, and this this arc just solidified it, no, this relationship is intact, they have this connection, and this should be a big thing, whenever they do get to interact with each other, it'll be there, and that's good, I'm, I'm glad they've really established that. So. Yeah, it's just... It is the the best relationship in the DCU for me. Hmm? I'd have to really think about that if I was going to call it the best. I'd have to really think about all the other like books and couples and teams and it's up there. It's definitely up there. Don't get me wrong, but I'd, I'd have to really think about it. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, but yeah, because Jessica and her ring might be guys <laughs> getting up there as well now. That is pretty good too. That is not bad. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, Nightwing was another great issue. Uh, I was going to say if it was the best one or darker. I really can't remember. There was so many good ones throughout this arc. But I, I would definitely say it's my favourite arc so far. Oh yeah, I'd agree with that. I, I think they have progressively gotten better in Nightwing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I, I can't wait for what's, whatever's uh, next. I like Bluetaven more than the Raptor stuff, and I like this more than the, the first Bluetaven stuff. So, yeah, bring it on. I, I, I think we're getting to... Uh, some classic Nightwing stuff next, actually, if I remember right. Blockbuster's showing up. Sweet. Uh, after after we do the Lazarus stuff, so uh, actually he's not even part of the Lazarus stuff. I was just I'm thinking that because he's in Titans and Titans is part of it. Forget forget my uh, my wandering brain. All right, that'll take us on to Green Arrow number twenty two. Benjamin Percy writing John E. Faria on art. So sorry, let me correct that. John, I said John there. Uh, slip of the tongue. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is the next. This part two of the rise of Star City, uh, and this was another really strong issue. I, I'm loving that we're back to this, like you know, grade A Green Arrow stuff after the dark that we weren't as keen on. Uh, and right away, the fact that it's like the the city's on fire after the events of the last issue with the planes coming down. We find out it was actually multiple planes; it wasn't just the one. And yeah. like Oliver's there as a fireman helping out, and I love the contrast between all the the roaring fire. Everything's really orange, but the rain's still pouring down from last issue. So he's got this wet hair as he's like helping the firemen, and the firemen are sticking up for him. There's just there's a lot in there. There's just a lot of great stuff. The art is phenomenal throughout the issue, uh, as we've come to expect from the, the teams on Green Arrow. Uh, and from there, uh, he gets into a fight with the at least three of the four horsemen. Uh, you know, Eddie, yep. Brick, and uh, Cheshire, and that that's all going on again. Great stuff uh, in terms of the art and the, all that. And also, all- I forgot Brick was a real estate developer. I always forget <laughs> that's part of his his character. So makes sense that he took out the 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 buildings. I you think, know, I, I think that's yeah. fair. Uh, obviously, I mentioned the art. Obviously, the motions there as Farai always has. Also, throughout the fight with the the, the horseman, he also has this. Uh, the panels are very inventive. He has a lot of like sort of mm-hmm. angled edges and things like that to give the just again. It helps with the motion more than anything else. It really but, does, yeah. But it shows you the flow of the fight in a really fun way. Uh, but it's really cool. Yeah. Did we get most of the horsemen right 
last last issue. You know, we were going yeah. right. So we definitely got Cheshire as Pestilence. I know that. Right. Yeah. Did we, we, got get brick. we got Brick. No. Because Brick you, was... Because you corrected was, me. Because I didn't know who it was and you said Brick. Yeah. Well, who did, Brick was... Which one? War. War. Yeah, that makes sense. And then that means fire. Eddie fires death. Yeah. Which, which would make uh, the mayor... Famine, which makes sense because he's starving the city. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, we got the, the the political stuff comes back in because the the reporters interviewing him and it's basically it just keeps talking about how it benefits him and his his image yep. by having all oh, this man. chaos going on. And and uh, you know when when he's talking to the the, uh, the the reporter, that's when Percy's unsubtlety really comes <laughs> back in full force. Yep. When he's uh, like, oh, this interview's over. I'm sick of this media bias. It's like, okay, Percy. Do you know what? Right, I'll, I'll let it go because it, it fits. At least oh, it doesn't. It, it does. Yeah. It fits, and it makes him a proper villain. And there's some real world, you know, Which, by the way, stuff you could apply it to. Can I can so, I talk about how beautiful the page in the middle of this conversation is when it cuts to the you know the nine circle mask with the star? Yeah. Oh, it's incredible, isn't it? Yep. The detail on that mask is glorious. Looks like a '70s era black metal album cover. Yeah. <laughs> and that transitions because obviously we knew she found out the whole star you know the map and how it's drawing the star and all that and shows Oliver so he has that, that information now too With the ley lines and yeah. and all that weird stuff yeah. uh, also he, find, he realises that uh, the, the queer industry's building is right in the middle of the star so you know it's big cool. things there it is. Uh, yeah. but obviously obviously he's questioning like, his father was he involved in this was he building all, you know queer industries as part of this is this you know completely changing the outlook in his father and he gets into this fight with uh, Dana about it, uh, and he's like, "No, you told me to like, bury Oliver Queen and just be the Guinaro, but that was a mistake because, like, my family name could have helped this, and they've been sold a lie, he, and blah blah blah." He starts it by saying, "You need to apologize," and she's like, well, "For what?" And then he goes into that, and you're just like, "Oh, you jerk!" Like she's been at your side this whole time, and I mean, understandably, he's frustrated. But just the, like, you need to apologize. I was just like, oh, man, Ollie, not a good look, dude. Do you know what I find is he, he has some good points, like, oh, because like, she's like, oh, the, the, the city voted for this, this chaos, like, they need to, yeah, like, accept their responsibility. It. And he's yeah. like, yeah, but they were sold on a lie. I have to tell them that lie. And, I, you know, I think that's a good point. You have to kind of expose yeah. if there's been lies. But she's like, no, but you're going to impose your views on them, so that's that's closer to fascist. Well, she just calls him a fascist, basically. But, like, she straight yeah. up just calls him yeah. a fascist. But what I like about it is, is they do both have points. Like, I can kind of see what they're both saying. Uh, mm-hmm. And really what they need to do is meet in the middle and attack it that way. Yeah. But Here's yeah. the thing. that In this day and age, in, in this world, fascists get thrown around. I feel Dinah's wrong. Oh, she's, yeah, she's over the top. She, she's putting it to an extreme yeah. level. Yeah. And and I get that she's building a straw man and stuff, but like, you know, I poked fun that she sounded like she was describing Batman also, as she mm. she rambles off the that list as she's describing Ollie. So, you know, I definitely feel like Ollie's more right here than than she is because he is trying to do the heroic thing. You know, he's going, yeah, they voted for it, but they were fed a lie. I can't let them just do this. I know that like. Because again, we saw that the election was fixed, too, from yeah. the start. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, uh, uh, you know. Interesting. I, I still kind of agree with her because it's it's not the the fact that what he's doing is wrong. Like you say, he he wants to expose that, but it's it's the fact that 
he the way he goes about it, he's like just goes, "Oh, you you wouldn't understand about any of this." And like, he's literally oh, yeah. talking down he, to he, her. He's been a dick. Like, no, yeah. you're, you're like, wrong. You need to know that, that, that. That's why it's not a completely one-sided conversation because he right. has been a complete dick about it. He, this is the thing. Whenever he gets like uh, on his high horse, he, yeah. he, he he goes into this mode. And I, I think that's why here, she, you don't blame her for getting like angry at him. But at the same time, no. I think the fascist line is a bit too far because he does want to expose like what, you know, like... And as Matt pointed out, it was it was fixed. It was corrupt. Like they didn't really vote yeah. for it, so yeah. our, our lines kind of moot at that point. Uh, you can tell that she's just angry and she's looking for something. That's yeah. basically she's taking a sucker punch at him, thinking yeah. like, "What am I going to be able to do that's going to upset him even more?" And you know, by the end of it, you know they're down Diggle. I mean, Roy's still kind of there, but not really. And well, that is just... really his his only. Go to. I was gonna say that leads us on to the final scene of the book. As yeah. uh, we have, uh, what's his face? What's what's his helper guy called? Fife. Fife. Yeah. No wonder I didn't remember that. It's a stupid name. Henry. Oh, <laughs> well, they call him Henry, but it's yeah. Henry Fife. Um, but yeah, so he he's in the the, the new treehouse space, and he's actually on the f- yeah. he's on the phone to uh to Roy. He's like, yeah, we might need your help. Uh, things are kind of going down here, and of course Eddie, maybe all the horsemen, but I think it might just be Eddie with some grunts because you don't really see the other people. It's just all kind of yeah. silhouettes and stuff. But he's coming to the base, and then like we see the final page. It's uh, Eddie, uh, or Henry. Sorry, that's because I was talking about Eddie. Henry. Uh, Henry's like standing in the middle of the treehouse, and it's all on fire. Like it's like, oh dear, yeah. you're in trouble. And obviously, Roy's heard this, so Roy's presumably en route for the next issue. Uh, so as a second cliffhanger, I really like this issue. Uh, yep. The first half, probably more so in the second half, just because of the just again. I talk a lot about atmosphere, but see when the art can give me atmosphere, like just as something as simple as the wet ground at the start, like there's, you can see the puddles and the ripples of the water and yeah. the reflections yeah. in them. It just does so much for me, and I liked it. We didn't mention this at the start as well, but it actually cuts around different parts of the city, like uh, canaries in a different part of the city helping people from the building. Uh, oh, that that panel where she has to, you know, goes, "Ah, oh, sound the alarm." Yeah, and she screams and, down yeah, the street. Screams. It's oh, it's phenomenal that panel. Yeah, and then we see yeah, Emmy, really... who we don't see in any other part of this issue, but she's uh, helping people as well, and like people, are, uh, and she she's like being her usual catty self and uh, bantering with people. Yeah, so I thought it was interesting. The the actual the cover, um, the layout of the cover actually plays into the last issue. You know, with the the top third, and, you know, the, the mm. in the the third and the two thirds, whereas this issue obviously doesn't actually do that. So I thought it was interesting. Yeah. There, it's almost like yeah. they're on the wrong ones. Yeah, but, uh, no, I, I, I'm liking this arc a lot. I, I think it feels big stakes. That them all ha- splitting up at the start of the issue to go and help various like incidents throughout the city, uh, it makes it feel big. The fact that the reporters coming to Green Arrow with this information, there's this big conspiracy. The four horsemen feeling proper evil. The whole thing just feels like it's. It feels like the season finale of the TV show. If that makes sense. Yep. If this is if this has been like a series, this is the finale to this season. And then we'll start except, fresh after except this. Except it's it's much better than any of the actual season finales that the show had. Oh yeah, I'm not. When I say season finale, <laughs> when I say the show, I don't mean I don't mean the actual Arrow. I just mean as if this was a TV show. Oh, I know. I just wanted yeah. to make a dig at Arrow. Oh sure, yeah. That said, it's timed quite well. It's May. Must the city must be in trouble? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, but it's, it's all good stuff. Uh, so that's Green Arrow. Uh, That'll take us on to Green Lanterns number 22, Sam Humphreys writing and Ronan Cliquette on art. Of course, we ended the last arc with uh, them getting shot into space because it's time for training because uh, they've realised, oh yep. shit, those rookies are down on Earth without any training, especially Jessica. 
uh, and we we basically just get the uh, the introduction from Jessica to the rest of like the world. Like here's he, here's Kyle who like shows her around, and he, here's uh, Kilowog. Here's you know everything that you've not seen before. Here's the here's the yellows proper. So I don't think she's met the yellows yet, has she? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah just just reds, right? Just, just reds, yeah. yeah. Uh, even just other lanterns, like other than the two that came down to Earth, she's not in Hal yeah. briefly. Like she's not met like all like that. This yeah. you know planet full of lanterns. So this is all new. Yeah, and she's never met John. I don't think yeah. right. And she gets stripped of her her emblem or lantern in her chest. Oh, that pisses her off. It's just a white circle yeah. now. Yeah, she's a white circle. Yeah, she's not happy. She does not take it well at all. Yeah, yeah. Actually, going back to her and her, her ring having a good. Uh, relationship i loved it when she she, she stops getting she, she gives a command to stop flying to to yep. mogo right yep. and she's left just stranded there in space and she's like right where am i oh you're like two thousand sectors from home and you're three thousand sectors from where we're going there's nothing yeah. nearby to go to and she's like uh and it, it like cracks a joke and she's like oh man who taught you to be so uh like you know smart mouth or smart ass is like you did <laughs> This is fun stuff. Her ring's yeah, there's great. something with her ring that I am just waiting for them to reveal. You know, because mm. it it the ring has a personality. And it's all my the years spirit reading, of iron. Connor. No, I'm not even going to finish that sentence. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to finish that sentence. So I'm not giving you enough satisfaction. But no, I just I feel like in all my years reading Green Lantern, I've never heard of a ring having this much personality, and I like that. Oh, it's almost become fun. its own character. Yeah, so, so. it's kind of like her Jarvis almost in a way. Yeah, the way it's become yeah. very much, very much sense of humor. It's, it's cool. Uh, also, I, I love Kyle, so I love getting some serious Kyle time in this issue. Uh, I'm glad. It's okay, that, I guess. Because obviously we end the issue finding out that Kyle's going to train uh, Simon and Guy's going to train Jessica. Uh, yes. So I'm happy we're getting more. So fun. I'm happy we're getting yeah. more Kyle. Uh, I care more about Kyle than I do Guy. Suck it. See, I'm really happy because I care much more about Guy than I do Kyle, and I care As much more I. about Jessica than I do Simon. So yep. that's fine. Just Perfect. shove off the two I don't care about as much well, to one I, side, I, and let me enjoy Jessica hilarious and Guy. That Simon's like, yeah, Guy's the worst. You know, I agree. I completely agree. Yeah. Me and Simon. So... Nah, two peas in a pod. The worst of, yeah. of the other four. Oh well, no! It's of course oh, they are the same person. Simon and Guy are along the same lines. That's why they butt heads. So, I, I I like Kyle more than uh, Guy. I like Kyle more than John. Sorry, guys, but just I like Kyle. That's fine. You don't have to apologize. You know where you'll get more Kyle. Yeah, you, yeah. you can you can like what you like, but you're wrong. DLC. But... You're you're ginger. You're just wrong by default. Yeah, but I like Gardner too. So, what do you? Sorry, I'm sorry. Did did Guy pluck out someone's eye with? Uh, sorry, did did Kyle pluck out someone's eye with his bare hands? No, he didn't. He could paint that though. Yeah, but that's not cool. That's that's like oh okay, this is talent, but it's not actually doing it. It's much cooler. Oh man, stop giving me shit. But yeah, I like I like. Go ahead. Simon and, and Kilowog just having the beers yeah. and telling that's stories. What I was, that's what I was going to get to. That, that yeah. Wog is... He looks like this big, intimidating guy uh, to Jessica, but to Simon, he's like, oh, Kilowog, what's up, man? That's actually my favourite page, is uh, that full page where yeah. it's Kilowog standing in front of Jessica and he's like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, snarling. 
Uh, that's, that's yeah, stuff. yeah, you've got all, all the breath coming out his nostrils. Yeah. It's a big, yeah. massive jet of steam, basically. That's great. I, I, Jessica's react, reacting to everything as a first-timer is like, really giving us some life, I think. Because, yeah. obviously, I was really happy it was set on Earth, but I'm actually, like, I'm cool with this now. Like, her experiencing all this is really grounding it, and it's not just yeah. random space stuff constantly, which is cool. Yeah. I don't know. Ed, we also get Remy being brought up to... Well, Rami, but secretly Volthum inside. Yeah, that that was the one bit I thought was a little bit uh, out of place. Was yeah, yeah. It's just the 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 actual narration of oh, I'm actually Volthum. It's like okay, and it was just reminding us because it's been a while since we've mentioned that. It was a bit ham-fisted. I thought it could have been handled a little bit better. That's fair because it's been gone since before the polarity stuff. So I think they were just. Obviously, it could have been handled better, but I get why they put it in there. Like I understand it's as well. Right. I, I get the reminder. Just the way it was was a bit clunky for me. That's fair. Right. I'm feeling that they're going to have this mystery, which is the first time I've heard about it because I did get caught up on Green Lantern Core. But they send out the the rings to find replacements, and the rings never come back. Mm. Yeah, that so was the first they, I've heard about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they task Rami with fixing that since he created the first and. You know, this is just leading down the line to Volthoom corrupting and, all yeah. the rings at one and, time. And, and, and they're giving him, like, access to all of Rami's old, like, you know, documentation and yeah. papers. And Volthoom's yep. just like, perfect. Uh-huh. I'm going to direct so, the universe. Uh, yeah, so, no. Yeah, I, I, I enjoy this a lot. I'm actually really excited about expanding, like, uh, Jess and Simon's, like, sort of role in the Lantern Corps. I want them to come back to Earth. I want them to keep patrolling Earth, but... I'm cool with like going out for like arcs occasionally to stuff like this. Like, yeah, I, I yeah. think our training should be fun. It's nice that it's been a while on Earth as well, so this yeah. this does feel like a legitimate break rather yeah. than just I mean, oh, that, okay, we're here already. This will be the fourth trade, I think. So that's a good time. Like three stories, roughly yeah. on Earth. We had, yeah. with, we had to deal with the Reds, and then we got that the fun stuff with Rami and the Phantom Liner, and then Doctor Polaris, and yeah, now. This, oh, yeah, yeah, oh, it's good. Uh, uh, also, I thought the art was mostly pretty good, like all the aliens looked you know solid, mm-hmm. but uh, Guy Gardner actually looked a bit weird, like his face just at the end just looked a bit off. That's uh, yeah, I like this up. yeah, yeah I, I need to corroborate this, <laughs> yeah, okay, that, that's fair. Like, it, it just it stood out as uh, less good than, than everything else in the issue to me, at least. Less good. What? Less good. Kellogg looked great. That's all I care about, really. Ultimately. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Kale looked good as well. Kale's chunky-ass mask, which I love. Uh, yeah, no, I can see what you mean. He's, do you know what? I'll at least argue for it that the expression seems right. Like, like Even though the face looks a bit weird, the expression of smugness coming on his face feels appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it just doesn't quite look right. I think it's his ears, maybe. The ears seem like they stick out really far. They look almost like Shrek ears. This this kind one of. on the on the left. Kind of, yeah. I cool. think maybe it's just that. And yeah, the, I didn't notice it, Connor, until you said something, so thanks. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Uh, he ruins everything, really? doesn't he, Matt? I did. I did. It I was, uh, also, first, John... First Nightwing, now this. They were supposed to bring John decent coffee. <laughs> He's pissed and, about it, yeah. Yeah, they forgot so well, I don't forget. No one told well, actually, Simon to bring him coffee. No, they forgot. But uh, it showed up with Rami because the Guardians have it. Yeah, 
it, it, it was almost like uh, they were just blaming Simon. Like, oh, oh shit, it's not here. Uh, it's Simon's fault. Yeah. Simon's bringing it, John. And then John's like, oh, where's my yeah. damn coffee? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. The yellow lantern that Jessica trips over, like with all the tentacles, mm-hmm. uh, was pretty goofy but wonderful looking at the same time. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate that he's basically just got like a little tunic under all these like flaps that has the symbol on it because that's basically all they can do with them. Yeah, he, he can't wear anything else. I mean, he's not really got. Any... He's got the he's got the armbands around his wrists. Oh, that's true. Yes, he's got little arms as well. That's fair. I love that he has tentacles and arms. That's just being greedy. He's also got like <laughs> what eight mouths, something like that, <laughs> maybe more. Yeah, I can see eight, but that doesn't mean there's not more on the other side. That is true. That is true. Uh, but no, uh, solid, fun character building. I'm excited to see them uh, getting trained. So that's cool stuff. Yeah. All right. So last main sort of full time book is Deathstroke 18, which I have not caught up yet. I read a few more issues. I'm up to. Uh, I think I read up to twelve now. I'm, I'm one after the Chicago issue, so yeah, I'm up to twelve. Okay. So I've got, I've got what now six left to do before the the crossover starts next week so i'm i'm, I'm doing okay i'm doing okay yeah. i'll be fine uh but that's okay team christopher priest writing joe bennett on art take it away so this issue really is the end of part one of this run because this goes yeah. back to everything right back to the rebirth issue and brings it all in and you know goes okay this is where this all fits together do you think that's indicative of how long it's going to be then? If this is if this is like a trilogy of parts, I, kind I of think thing? so. Potentially, it feels like this is part one. Obviously, we kind of know the outcome of Lazarus thanks to some solicits and yeah. whatnot. That's, so that's that's like the start of part two. And, having you know, said that, that though, it's switching to single shipping. So even though okay, you get an idea of how many issues are left, that could be like another four years. Given. Yeah. 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 Potentially. So. Yeah. I go on. Okay, so where do we start? Uh, Should we start with uh, Slade and Jericho? Yeah, well, because, I mean, we don't see it happening, but somebody's killed the bride. Yes, which we got at the end of the last issue. Issue, Right, and they jump back, and it's before the... And it's before the... uh, The wedding, so we get a lot of what's going on there. And we see the Jericho and Etienne are are fighting over the pictures with Icon. Yeah. And upset. And then what else do we get? Oh, man, so much happens. In this I, book. I mean, we we open with Slade and Jericho just just fighting and you know yeah. wailing on each other because Slade's like, yeah, I didn't kill her, and no. he he seems to not believe him. Yeah. Oh, and we also get that uh, who she was working for. Partly, yeah, is the wall. So yeah. we get we get that there, which I was not expecting whatsoever. Yeah, because that's exactly what this needed. Bring in yeah. Waller. <laughs> yeah, because I thought for sure it was Hive, right? Like we were told yeah. it was Hive. Yeah, we, so, it, it seemed to be Hive. Was she a triple agent? Like maybe, or it was a swerve. Yeah, man, it's been crazy. But basically, it's just like you can't be called Father of the Year when <laughs> you were, you know, nailing your your son's fiance. Yeah. There was a double agent who was cheating on him, anyways, and they weren't supposed to get married, and all this other. 
By the way, it's when just... when when does that come up? I, the one the one plot point I remember from you talking about from the first like fifteen issues was that he's buying his, his son's Beyonce and I keep waiting for it. And it's it's, it's within like two or three issues of where you are. Yeah, it was actually right. fairly recently. I feel like yeah. it was ages ago though. I feel like I've been hearing about him buying his his yeah. his no. It was it was I think it was at the start of this Twilight arc. This, All right, okay. Twilight, yeah. Yeah. I just read the before first... he loses his vision. Yeah, I read the first issue of the the Twilight, Twilight. today. So yeah. I mean Okay. I'm sure I'm getting there. But I, I keep waiting. I'm like when's when's this yeah. bombshell <laughs> dropping? But yeah, definitely it brings everybody that we've seen so far kind of together because you have his ex wife and her new husband and icon and uh villain, Will Hain. Uh it's French. You know, and it brings them all back up. And Rose, Rose comes up. Jazeki picks Rose yeah. up. So there's so much more going on here uh, because uh, she gets there all right. So I thought that for a second, Jazeki was putting something into play, but it looks like you know he was just picking up Deathstroke's daughter for him. Yeah, and then he gives her the costume. It's like, hey, you gotta you know make a choice. Be what you you your own yep. person and not just his daughter. Yeah, be the Rose. Don't yeah. be the Ravager, be the Rose, which I love for this episode or episode issue. And it kind of, it really did, weirdly enough, drive home the point of family. Because Jericho can hate him, but it's still his dad. And then he could have done all this messed up stuff to Rose, but he weirdly did it out of love. And when Rose confronts him on the, the Mong family, he goes, no, that's still your family. Those are, that's still your culture. You should know those people. I didn't like higher impersonators, they were close to your mother. So, yeah. you know, I like that you see his reasoning that he's messed up Grant, because we still don't know what happened to Grant. We yeah, that kind of, that, that stuff sort of kind of plays into this at the end. You know, mm-hmm. we get flashbacks to the that rebirth issue, you know, the, the yep. stuff with the bear. The bear. Yep. It's all coming back up. And it's like, that's why this really feels like the end of the part where stuff from that issue is relevant again. It's like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because you see some of that stuff replay out here. And then with Jericho, he messed up because he almost got him killed by getting his throat cut and completely altered his life, as it were. And now it's almost like he's looking at Rose like, this is his time to make up for everything wrong. Yeah, definitely. By doing that, he's made everything worse. (laughs) Like, And on top of all that, by trying to save icon they've turned him into some solomon grundy looking creature who we only see bits and pieces of yeah and i think it was interesting that was in the section entitled lazarus i believe yeah so hints of things to come but but yeah so it's i'm excited to see where this goes now because it feels like like connor said at the beginning feels like a definitive end but still nothing actually ended like they're still hanging plot threads yeah, it, it kind of it brought the the family drama to a close almost. It was like, yeah. okay, everything that was going on with Rose, Jericho, all of that is in the yeah. one place. It's all here. We're all dealing with it in the church, and yep. and that's it basically. So it's all that stuff that's you know right back to the start of the run that, that all these fractured relationships they're all been brought back together in the one room at last. Yeah, but it was it was a good issue and. Uh, it's it's kind of annoying we still didn't really get an answer to our cliffhanger from before. No, but I think that's going forward. I think I, th- I think something is going on underneath that we don't know. Issue 35. Mm-hmm. That's where you get an answer. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah. yes. Well, because I mean, well, 
and you get a lot of wintergreen being like, I don't want to be a part of this, but you know, so I'm yeah, not implicating he's, him. He's kind of annoyed that they've used his voice for, for Slade's conscience. Yeah. And so I just, I feel there's more going on with wintergreen because remember he's been going off on his own and it wasn't, you know, yeah, to do just the stuff Slade had asked him. So, you know, like he was at that, that gala thing where uh, deadline had attacked mm. and he had made his debut as Twilight and yeah. Power Girl's still running around, you know, after him. So, because they bring that up too. Yeah, it, it feels like, okay, so again, little hints still of what's to come, but mm-hmm. we don't really know yet. Uh, of course, it ends with Jericho punching out Slade and Rose and they're, they're kind of lying on the floor, blood everywhere. Yep. And then the, the caption just says, next Titans, finally the truth revealed. So maybe we'll get some answers in this crossover. I'm thinking, see, because traditionally Grant was the first Ravager, and he mm. was hired by Hive to take out the Titans and failed. So Deathstroke, with his weird honor code, picked up it, and that's how he became their their main yeah. villain. So I'm wondering if we're going to get a bit of a retelling there of the Yeah, Grant. it could be. Maybe there's almost like a, a twist to it as to what really yeah. happened. Exactly. And, uh, so. And obviously, it says the truth revealed. I wonder if that means some of the the truth of you know what's gone on with Etienne, sure. and and and, yeah. and obviously this truth, whatever it is, will play into Slade and why he changes his outlook, presumably. Right. Hmm. Definitely. Cool. Uh, that's Deathstroke issue eighteen. That'll take us on to Bane Conquest issue one, which is written by Chuck Dixon and art by Graham Nolan. So blast from the past, very nineties team. It looked and felt very nineties, which I appreciated. I felt a bit of nostalgia uh, looking at it. Unfortunately, I can barely remember what any of it was about, even though I skimmed through it again before we started recording. I know there's a dude named Zombie and a dude named Trog. So there's a boat. They go into the boat because it's like smuggling guns to Bane City, and he goes to go at them to question some people, which leads them elsewhere. And there's some. You've overlooked the, the greatest part of the book already. Oh, go on. What was the greatest part of the book? Bane with a sword chopping off a dude's hand when he points the gun at him. Okay, that's not bad. I'll, I'll give you Sure. That. Sure. That, that's I'll just cool. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm very underwhelmed. Like, I, it was okay at best. I'll was... tell you what my, my single biggest problem is. Yeah. This does not feel like the Bane we just had in Batman. No, it doesn't. No. And that's a problem because, you know, it, I could take this issue and read it on its own, and it's probably enjoyable enough without that expectation of, oh, this is what Bane's just been through. This is where his mindset is. It, it just this feels is like, what we want to see him do. It just feels like 90s Bane. Which, I get, it makes sense given who's writing and drawing the art, but it's just kind of like... It yeah, doesn't, doesn't it's, fit. It's a, it's a lot of Bane rampaging around, running into people, and you know punching stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no... It doesn't seem like he's got the the tactical brain that we just saw him have in, in Batman and, you know, really think about who he's hurting and what he's doing. This feels like, no, nah, I'll just do whatever. Just run into it. Luckily, given this is just a separate mini, it's probably going to be quite easy to just ignore and pretend it's not happening. Yeah, it almost feels out of continuity, really. It, yeah. It does. To, yeah, kind of. Uh, which is weird because they, they promoted it as oh it's uh, after Bane's went through this in Batman this is where he is in life and whatnot and that that is my biggest problem if this was just they go no it's an out of continuity mini nineties Bane you know I'd go cool this is all right this is you know this is what I was promised and uh, I think like you said you felt underwhelmed and if that had been what you told you again I think you'd have gone yeah this is exactly what I thought I was going to get. 
I probably still wouldn't want to read any more of it though. I don't think I really need to read a twelve issue Bane. That like, is fair. Many. Yeah, but yeah, like I obviously gave it a chance because I wanted it to be good, but I'm, I'm just kind of yeah. feeling like eh, I barely retained any details about what was going on, and that's just a sign that I wasn't that into it. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fine. It's gonna be a standalone, but and I like Bane as a character, but I don't like this version of him. Him kept he kept calling Gotham his. So when he kept talking about his island or his home, I was thinking about it with Santa Prisca. Yeah, I was thinking that at first like, as well. Yeah, that's what I thought. So I was like, this is all weird, and I don't care about his sidekicks and his, you know. Yeah, uh, it was a strange issue, wasn't it? Yeah, and then Damocles was supposed to mean something, and I'm like, uh, I'm not Yeah, that's go the back. big cliff out at the end. Is the, the, what was it? Kandak, he goes at the end, I think? Yeah, uh, or Kur- Kurak. Kurak. Uh, I'm just thinking of all DC uh, places. They're they're right next door. They yeah. go to war all the time. But like he goes there, and this is the villain that's behind what's going on. And it's like okay, fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, needless to say, I will not be reading this issue too. It's not terrible by any means. I just, just yeah, yeah. I don't think it was a bad comic. I just think it was just oh. very standard. It was fine. Wasn't my thing. Like again, like Connor said, it wasn't wasn't bad, but I didn't like reading it. Yeah. Like, I was glad when I was done, and I was like, okay, no more. Yeah, and it's weird, because like, this is on a week one. We could use like another book for week one just mm-hmm. to... But whatever, there you go. That's Bane Conquest number one, which I guess was the start of the quick section, because that was pretty quick. Uh, <laughs> uh, which leaves one more book for the quick section, and the quick <laughs> section is quite short on this uh, week, because there's less books, so we don't feel the need to be as stingent about it. But... Uh, Fallen Rise of Captain Atom, number five. Carrie Bates and Greg Wiseman writing and Will Conrad on art. I didn't. I have not been reading this. I didn't like the first issue. Yeah. But you two have been reading it, and I assume you both read issue five. Go mm-hmm. for it. Yeah, so I was really enjoying the family stuff that we got the last three issues. Yeah. And then this just kind of wipes it all away. And I was like, oh, no. All the family stuff? Oh, look at this cool villain that we created last issue. Yeah, and it it was kind of a let's showcase uh, what what this version of Captain Atom can do now. What's let's establish yeah. his his power set and his control. And I feel like we kind of had that already. Maybe not the exact powers, yeah. but it was like we get he's stable now. We get he's under control. Yeah, he's and the only Captain like Atom. A, yeah, but this felt like an entire issue of just reiterating that. Yeah, and then like the so in the last issue. There was that, that criminal that was being put to death, the hitman, uh, as he exploded and he was out of time. Well, he ended up getting powers because, you know, Captain Adam saved him. Now he's going by the name Ultramax because he escaped from an Ultramax prison, which is weird. And yeah, throughout. I think his, his name was Max something. Yeah. It's, yeah, his name was Max. Yeah, so this just fell off a cliff for me because I didn't care. What, what sold me was the family stuff and. We get some of that, but there's yeah. like it's only a couple pages. Yeah, and it that kind was of the, the best itself. stuff in this issue was him going and, yeah. and meeting his kid. Now, obviously, his kid's grown up and he's never known his father. And you know, there's yeah. he, he doesn't tell him obviously because you know yeah. that would be it's only gonna mess him up. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I like that side of things. Mm-hmm. But the the main story involves Ultramax tracking down. People he used to do business with because, you know, he was a, a hitman for hire and someone flipped on him and that's how he yeah. ended up in jail. And now he's going back over the people he's worked for and killing them 
taking him out with his newly found powers, and I'm just like, okay, this is nothing yeah, interesting. And, and and the general that we've been with, you know, for the whole like, story, yeah, he's the the last one on the list. That he's the yeah. the final issue is going to be let's protect Eiling, basically. Yeah. And and we know Eiling's the one that flipped on him. Yeah, well, yeah. you got to finish it. I just so here I thought this was going to be one of those secret ones that has a lot to do with building the foundation, kind of like Titans Hunt in Lois and Clark were for mm, Rebirth. Yeah. I thought with the character of Captain Adam being a, a basically that's who Doctor Manhattan is in the Watchmen universe. I figured we'd get some of that. I figured we'd get some more time travel, jumping back and forth because the unstable quantum stuff. But now it just kind of became a bargain basement superhero story. Yeah, once they stabilized him and he went all red and we yeah. got the new version of him, it was like, oh, it got a bit less yeah. interesting. So, it became yeah. clear that this this series is not about, you know, the, the timey-wimey stuff that we were excited about. No. It's about, let's set up what the new version of Captain Am is so we can bring Captain Am into play, which, you know, the same way that, that Death of Hawkman, you know, that stuff is kind of going, okay, that's clearing up that Hawkman stuff so we can do what we want with Dark Knights. This is like, okay, let's establish this Captain Atom so that he can come into play, presumably I in just, the nearish future. Yeah, I don't know what his role is outside of this. Like, because he wasn't a major character in DC to begin with, even before they, the New 52 quantumized him and made him unstable. Yeah. You know? Mm. Like, he was, he was Monarch. You know, they went back and fixed that. He was supposed to be Monarch in Armageddon 20. Thousand or two thousand one, or whatever that 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 storyline was, and of course they they didn't like that at the time, so they made it a hawk, and it made no sense. And they went back and they retconned that back, and you know, so that was always his purpose was to be this hero that loses faith and becomes a villain, you know, and takes everyone out. Yeah, I, I just I don't know where just... his place is right now. I feel like his place is, is in Rebirth is going to play into the Manhattan stuff just because uh-huh. of the, you know, because Manhattan and, you know, they're, they're, they're analogs, so it's like, okay. But yeah. I think if he does, though, he'll be more of a plot device than he will be an actual character yeah. in the story. Probably. I, I, he's, he's not big enough, he's not important enough to actually give him, like, oh, he's this character who's going to fight Manhattan. It's going to be, no, he's going to be, like, a power battery for, like, Batman and Flash while they're fighting Manhattan or something like that. Maybe, and and this series could have made him into that. Like, all the family That's... stuff, it gave him depth as a character, but then they kind of just abandoned it towards the end to do a... Yeah. Just, oh, okay, here's another villain. It feels like a... You know, it's some of the, the the comic book movies where it's like, okay, they're, they're, they're starting some stuff off, it's interesting, and then you get, oh, the big bad's here, let's just do the fight. And and that's kind of yeah. what this miniseries has been. That's a shame. Makes me feel good it about is. dropping it, though. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, you're really not missing too much. So right? I mean, it'll... Yeah, yeah. If you do want to read it, like, let's say he does become a, you know, an integral part of the story going forward... It's five issues you can go pick up and read through, or, you know, it's a small trade. So it's good that it's there, but reading it month to month is, oh, man. Yeah, just, just one more, though. This month. Yep. All right, cool. Maybe it'll surprise us. All right, uh, I'll take us on then to the best stuff of the week, as we always do. Uh, so we will start with the best panel of the week. And. I'm conflicted. I've got a few choices that I could pick. Um, so I'm going to go with Connor first. Connor, what's the best panel of the week? It's the last page of Nightwing. 
Yeah, like, like, oh, we're the greatest. So you son good. of a... You, you, uh, you, uh, that a good I one. told you that in confidence. <laughs> I told you that in confidence. You're going to steal my thunder. I can't help it. Ah, that's a good one. I, I'm hard pressed not to pick that myself. I, I might go differently, just. But Matt, are you picking the same one, or are you? It's it's yep. It's Nightwing. We're the greatest, and it's just it's so iconic because it's got Nightwing doing his pose, and mm. it's got Robin almost doing a Dark Knight Returns now kind of yeah. pose. I agree with you two, oh. and I probably would pick that. But I'm just going to just for the interest of being different, oh. I'm going to highlight a different panel just for, just for the just for the fun of it. Uh, and I, I think, I, I think I'm going to go with uh, something from Green Arrow. I, I, I think there was so much good stuff in Green Arrow. I'm going to have to maybe settle on that page of the the mask, the nine circle mask, because good. it's just it's like there's all these undertones to the conversation the mayor's having with the reporter, and then you turn the page, and it's like no, here's the subtext. <laughs> Like, it's like, here's the real yeah. horror of what's going on. Like, just bold and, like, shocking and, like... It's kind of like, oh, it's, it's, it's almost been... The dialogue's not subtle, but it's almost being subtle and that it's just behind these lies. And it's like, no, no, no subtlety. I'm Ben Percy. <laughs> he, he doesn't know how to do subtle, does he? <laughs> so, it's like, no, it's, it's almost subtle for a page, and it's like, nah, screw this, here you go. Evil! That's what that was. Uh, so I'll go with that. Although there was a lot of ones I could have picked. I could have picked a couple from Batman. I could have picked some from Green Isle at the start with the rain and the fire because that was all gorgeous. Uh, but I, I do kind of agree with the, the one pick though. Anyway, uh, best cover of the week. Matt, what was your favourite cover of the week? So th- this one was a little bit more difficult because, again, it sucks that these variants end up being the best. So... Oh man, I'm gonna have to give it to Batman just because it's a it's a classic image. Because with the lenticular, it went from Thomas standing there with the death of his uh, son and wife to Thawne standing there with Barry crying over his mother, and it's just so sinister, like both of them. So cool, uh, Connor. Uh, I, I'm gonna go with Green Arrow. I think that cover is just fantastic. Uh, I'm going to have to say with Connor on this one, go with Green Arrow also. Uh, See, I wasn't a big fan of it. I think that it looks weird with her yelling. And I like her yelling. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's fine. It's working for me. With Cheshire, I don't know. It feels like it's part of a bigger piece. Like, if that ends up being part of, like, a connecting covers going forward, hmm. then I would retract my statements. But, yeah, it's... That looks weird. Eh, well, fair enough. I'm into it. I'm into it. Uh, best start of the week I'll start off uh, given that I picked a panel on the cover it's probably no surprise that I'm going with Green, Green Arrow uh, there was good art obviously in Batman and Superman uh, and Nightwing even and some some of the stuff in Lanterns but Green Arrow uh, I, yeah. I think I've picked, whenever Farai is on Green Arrow he, he has a really good chance of winning for me uh, because he has those sense of motion and the, the atmosphere and I mentioned mm-hmm. the rain and the fire and all these things mixing together to really give it like a, a feel. Uh, so, yep. Green Arrow for me. Uh, Matt? Mine's going to be Superman for for Monkey. I really like him and him drawing Lois. Coming into the episode, it was going to be Batman. And I was so conflicted <laughs> at, it, at that. Oh, what a surprise. Superman won out yeah. over Batman. Yeah, right. But as we were talking about it and some of the stuff that Pete was pointing out, 
that Monkey does so well, and just like the atmosphere that's going on in the small town and how creepy it felt made me realize I think that art definitely was. I had overlooked it as I was reading my, just because I got distracted by Flavic. My, my, my two pillars for art, my first two things that I judge it on are atmosphere mm-hmm. and facial expressions. Yeah. You give me those two things, then you're already like really high in my books. Yeah. Uh, uh, then yeah, then like sequencing and like moving from panel to panel mm-hmm. and then nitty gritty after that. But those, those are the things I really yeah. care about when I'm talking about art. Connor, art of the week. Great now. It's just... Uh... Gorgeous. Wise choice. Wise choice. Uh, all right. So, top five books of the week. Uh, we'll start with Connor then. Top five. I'm really torn on my number one. I thought it was going to be Batman, just straight up. But now no, I kind of want to give it to Nightwing. You make no sense ever, Ginger. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're going to say Green Arrow. Good lord. <sighs> Screw it, I'm going to go with Nightwing. Nightwing, yeah. Batman, Green Arrow, Superman, Green Lanterns. Cool. Matt? I'm going to go with Superman, Batman, Nightwing, Green Arrow. I am forgetting one, but we'll go Lanterns. I think that's the right... No, Deathstroke. Deathstroke, then Lanterns. Well, top six. We got top six for Matt. Okay. No, 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 but I, I meant because I forgot about Deathstroke. So fair, fair. Uh, I'm also going to put Nightwing at number one because the feels, mm-hmm. feels. I can't, I can't deny those, those, those feels. Uh, so yeah, Nightwing at number one, Batman at number two. Oh, that's going to be the exact same as Connor. Jesus Christ, feels weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Green Arrow at number three, Superman at number four, Green Lanterns at number five. <laughs> I feel dirty. I feel I feel heart and say. You should. should. So so I'm we had the same art. We had the same we had the same art and cover and the same five. The only thing we differed on was panel. And that was only because I wanted to be different. I, I really actually agree that that was the best panel. <laughs> you guys spend way too much time together. I agree. I don't yeah. Uh there you go. <laughs> That's all the all the best of the week. Um that leaves me to tell you what's coming next week. So, what is coming next week on week two of May? Uh, let me tell you. So, obviously, we don't have Flash 22. That has been delayed. I'll move that no. on my own schedule no. here. That's still there from before. What we do have, though, is we have the start of the Lazarus contract in Titans number 11. We also have Action Comics 979. Assuming it's not been delayed, because it seems to keep getting delayed. All-Star Batman number 10. Oh, that's there. there. Oh, cool. there. Uh, also, Batgirl... Albuquerque on Art. Oh, oh tempting. Uh, Batgirl and the Birds of Prey, number 10. Detective Comics, 956. Justice League of America, number 6. Although, we all dropped that, so that's uh, going down to the bottom yeah. of the the pile. Uh, so that goes down there. Uh, New Superman, number 11. Supergirl, number 9. Superwoman, number 10. Wonder Woman, number 22. Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, number 20. Uh, and then... I'm assuming Justice League Power Rangers 5 isn't out, because 4's not even out yet. Nope. No. It was solicited for this week. week that is so weird. Uh, also, we're not covering them, but obviously I mentioned Justice League of America. You also have Red Hood and Outlaws number 10. You know what it'll cost. I, I can feel the look being given at me right now. <laughs> uh, Suicide Squad number 17 is also out. So uh, that's, that's what's coming next week. <laughs> 
so good. Is is a bug that next week as well? It is. Yeah, that's one yeah. of the, the young animal. Young animal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking of checking like that out. Reds. The old reds, yeah. And um, yeah. No, I am too. Oh, well, you guys can talk about it a bit then. Plus, plus, I'm a fan of ambush bugs as a character who really, for a little bit, was DC's Deadpool because he was completely Meta? aware that he was in a yeah in a comic and. Uh, mm. So I want to see what the All Reds do with that in Young Animal because there's no rules, so they yeah, can literally do whatever a, they want with him. It's actually a mini as well, not just a. Yeah. I think it's the first mini in Young Animal, right? The rest are all ongoings. Oh. Yeah. Now, of course, I say bug. It's bug, not ambush bug. I'm assuming that it's an ambush bug story, um, and not a brand new, wholly new character. It could be wrong, but it looks mm. the art looks great. I mean. All right, well, there you go. That's uh, That pretty much wraps us up. So I will once again remind you that we did start a Patreon. Uh, so if you want to check that out, you can go over there, uh, mailedfuzz.com, no, sorry, patreon.com slash mailedfuzz and uh, check stuff out. Obviously, me, me and Connor already did one comic bonus. We already talked about uh, doing trades as bonuses as well on there. Uh, I think we were considering doing Volume 1 of Black Magic uh, early June for the, before the new issues start coming out. As a as a video with all three of us, so oh, so as you can look forward to that stuff if you're on the Patreon uh, and all the bits and bobs. But uh, do check it out, uh, and if you just want to support us, it'd be great if you did. Uh, but obviously, don't feel any pressure. Uh, just watching is support enough as well. So thank you very much. Uh, get us on Twitter as well, of course. Uh, mailed underscore fudge for channel updates. Individual Twitters are on the screen. Uh, but also for the audio listeners, uh, Wibble89 for myself, Connor Ryan 94 for Connor, Matt of Steel 57 for Matt. Uh, like, subscribe, give us a rating on iTunes, five stars or SoundCloud, give us the, the like. What, what, wherever it is you're experiencing this, this train wreck mm-hmm. that is a show that we sometimes pretend is actually a production of sorts. But there we go. Uh, that has been this week's thank you very much for watching and or listening it helps us out so much we always appreciate it keep reading comics and never get lost in the speed force long live Connor Kent who? <laughs> <laughs>